Hi folks, this is Adrienne A. Wallace and you have reached me in the life room. Thank you for joining. Very early this morning at about 4 a.m. to be exact, I woke up and it wasn't really for your normal run to the bathroom or anything like that. I'm not the most sound sleeper anyway. I um, have a tendency to dream a lot. I get up um, typically at 5.30 a.m. like clockwork, some, somewhere between 5.30 and 6.30 in the a.m. for prayer and meditation. And I think because I've been doing it for so many years, that's biorhythmic. But this morning at 4 a.m. when I woke up, I was seeing in front of me a lot of various people. Um, people who are people that I have encountered in my business life, people who are in my personal life. They were coming to me. I was fully awake in body, but they were being presented to me in front of me almost as if I was in a sleep state. So my body in and of itself was comfortable and I was seeing them being presented fully in my mind, though I was fully aware and awake of being in my bedroom and that I was there in my bedroom. Um, and what I was seeing as each, each person was presented to me um, in their physical state was I was seeing their aura. And I was reminding myself that um, I need to reach out to each of these people, obviously. And why is everyone being presented to me in their, or with their aura intact? In um, and that's always a good thing because everyone does have an aura. Every single one of us has an aura. And I think you've heard the term aura before. It's spelled A-U-R-A. I think that folks have a notion of what this is. Um, I do tire of seeing it misspelled on social media. Um, and in truth, um, aura is really um, spiritual in context. But let me let me really define even greater what it is. Aura is essentially the energetic and spiritual field of energy that surrounds your body. Each of us have one. So I have an aura surrounding my body. You have an aura surrounding your body. And it really extends approximately, when I, when I see them, anywhere from, I would say, eight, to, to a, eight inches to a foot out from your actual body, from your actual skin. Um, in all directions. Um, it, it's, it's not essentially a halo over your head. It is, it surrounds your body in its entirety, no matter how full or short or long or tall, um, or wide or narrow your body is, you have a full aura around your body. And it's really composed of, um, our consciousness, it's um, a reflection of our level of awareness. So if a person is angry or they're sick, they're depressed, they're joyful, um, they're spiritually connected, um, they are um, jealous, uh, they are aware, all of these, these energies um, can be seen in a person's aura. It'll show in the color and the clarity of the aura. So auras do have colors. 
very much like a rainbow. Auras have colors. Um, some people have a red aura. Some people have a green aura. Some people have a purple aura. Some people have an orange aura. There's white aura. There's um, all different colors of aura. They're primary in their nature. Um, and, and very much um, interconnected and very much like our uh, chakra energy, um, which is usually denoted by a, a color schematic as well. Um, so a lot shows up in, in the aura of a person, um, and like begets like. So like auras and complementary auras are attracted to each other. So if you are depressed or you are angry, um, you will probably attract or be attracted to someone who is also in that state. It's really, really important for you to be aware of your own aura as well as the aura of the people around you. And um, the one thing that people who know me very well personally know about me and my family knows about me is that I can see auras, and I can see auras quite definitively. Um, and I'm really, really comfortable with that. I've been comfortable with that since I was a child. Um, and I've grown up in a way where I thought that I wasn't supposed to tell everyone that I could see them. Um, because at one point I had an elder shush me and tell me not to tell everyone that I could see it. And she also told me that it was a rare thing, um, that it was a rare thing that I could see it. She said what she explained to me, my beloved aunt that's passed away, is that everyone comes here with the ability, it is an absolute ability, to see the aura of other people. She also explained, and this makes perfect sense, that this is the reason why infants um, have a tendency, and babies, to look up, and they always look like they're looking at the top of your head, because your aura rises immensely from the top of your head. And she said, so oftentimes, that is what a baby is looking at. They're not looking at how curly your hair, how bald your head. They see your aura, and it is a light. It is a colored light that emanates from your body, and they're attracted to that. And that's what they're looking at. So um, if you've ever walked into a room and you have this sudden, unexplicable change in mood, it's likely that someone in the room has spilled their aura into or onto yours and it causes you to feel a particular way. Could be good, could be bad. People's auras affect other people's auras all of the time. Their moods are typically reflected in their aura, believe it or not. It'll rub off on you if someone has a healthy aura or an unhealthy aura. So I'm not saying that we should go and run and lock ourselves in a particular room, but most of us just are not in the habit of intuitively sensing how someone's energy is or how we can influence their energy, how they influence our energy and how it makes us feel. We are not intuitively in that place. We really move about the world very, very quickly, very, very swiftly, and we're not really in tune to the energy forces and the auras around us. So I had um, a conduit, otherwise known as a client by Mocha Life Coaches, who was married to someone um, who was very much a workaholic. And this woman um, had achieved a lot of success in her life. 
her professional life. And my client said to me, she's never home. She's never home. And when she is home, she's very, very angry. And I said, okay, then what are you going to do about that? And he said, well, I love my wife very much. Um, but she's abusive. She comes home. She throws things. She's constantly angry. She's mad at people at work and she takes it out at me on me. And I'm just really tired of it. And I feel very small in my life with her. There's things that we promise to do, travel. We're supposed to have children. All of these things that just aren't happening are never going to happen because she is so angry. So he had chosen to marry a woman who essentially is addicted to work. And most of the time, um, this woman was preoccupied with work or simply angry. And while he loved his wife very much, um, he really didn't realize that this was a person that was in, uh, completely unaware of her aura. And she thought that because they made a lot of money as a couple and lived in a certain place that everything was okay. And that the energetic abuse, the abuse of his aura with her aura was okay. And it wasn't. It's a bit of psychic and spiritual uh, pollution to get with someone and to be or remain with someone who is abusive. They chip away at your aura. They change it. Can the color of your aura change? Absolutely. We all actually come here with what I believe is a white aura. It is angelic. It is pure white light. There is clarity. It is hard to not just see right through what's there. It is innocent. It's clear. It's fluorescent. Now, when we become adults, we have experiences throughout our, our, um, our, our young adulthood. And when we become adults, things happen and we end up changing. And so our aura changes. We experience different people. We experience different circumstances and or aura changes. So what I recommended to um, this conduit client is that they seek help outside of my life coaching to him, that they go and seek professional help with a marriage counselor, someone who is specifically tuned towards, in tune towards um, marriage counseling. Well, his wife refused. And that refusal is, again, energetic aura abuse. And I basically said, you now have to make a decision as to what energy you are going to give your life over to. Is it going to be her energy of abuse or is it going to be the energy that you possess, which seeks to have children, travel the world and have a simpler life? And so he mustered up the courage and learned to love himself more deeply such that he decided that the best thing for them to do would be to separate and for him to do a lot of work on himself so that he could evaluate why it is that he took seven years of his life to invest in a woman who showed him very, very early on who she was, to invest his love energy in someone who loved and cared for him, but not enough to protect his aura 
from the abuses of her own. She needed to heal her own aura as much as he needed to heal his. And that could only take place by them releasing each other, getting rid of any grudges they had, forgiving each other, um, and him also forgiving people that he didn't know. The people and circumstances outside of his personal life, outside of his marriage with this woman that made her come to him in such an abusive manner. So basically, what he realized is that when he was hanging out with guys that he did golfing with every other or two Sundays, I think he said it was two Sundays a month um, in the spring and summer, he said they all said to him he seemed really aggressive on the golf course and kind of angry. He said one of his very good friends said to him, you seem kind of angry. And so I said to him, I am so grateful that one of your golf buddies and good friends said that to you because I was going to ask you not what I normally ask a conduit every single day that we have a session, which is the very first question I have is, how are you feeling? And I no longer, once we discovered this and once I, I, I got pictures of his wife and was able to read his aura versus her aura color, her aura color versus his aura color, what I said to him is, I no longer need to ask you, what are you feeling? I now know who it is you're feeling. So the lesson here, my friends, is that we don't suffer unless we choose to take on the energy of other people. The work that we need to do is not suffering work. It is work within our own selves. We need to get an understanding of our own aura and make sure that we are affected in a way, we are aware in a way that we are effective at bringing love, goodness, and light into the lives of others. When we experience people who do not know how to do that, who are not energetically responsible, who are foul in the delivery of their aura against our own, there is no longer a how we're feeling. It is a who are we feeling. Decide that your life does not have to suffer from any arguments, that drama doesn't have to ensue on a daily basis for you, that you will not allow anyone to tear away at your aura, at the energetic being. This is not good. You don't want negative energy to enter into your aura. Everyone has a unique aura. One is not particularly better than the other. It is most pure and most innocent when we are babies, when we are in our infant states. We have experiences that are in circumstances that impact us all in an energetic, spiritual way that changes and transforms that field of energy, that aura surrounding your body, that consciousness. But we have to protect it. I can talk a little bit more for all who, is, who are interested about how we can detect our own aura 
how some of us can get back to the space of being able to see the aura, because we all have the ability to see the aura of ourselves, but also the aura of other people. And no more holes should be torn into your aura, because each day it is about how you are feeling. You are an energetic being, and it is not supposed to be about who you are feeling. And if it's about who you are feeling, and that energy is high and healthy and transforms you to a higher, more purposeful place of being, balance that, but still know your own. So I close this with saying, Your aura is your own. Everyone owns their aura. It is about how you are feeling. Never allow it to be about who you're feeling unless it is high and transformative to a better place of being. That completes today's podcast. Feel good. We'll talk soon.